On September 16, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Welcome to They're Calling Again. The least you could do is listen. Find out if you're missing What could you say to a stranger today To get them on your side Everything you do is what you choose to show the world But you are more than that Today we'll be looking at Season 3, Episode 6, Sleeping with the Enemy. Wikipedia summary of this episode says, The support staff at KACL are very indignant because Kate refuses to pay their annual 5% raise. However, they are also too frightened to confront her about it. The decision does not affect the on-air talent, but Ross persuades Fraser to rally his colleagues around in support of those who are affected, and also to act as spokesperson in place of Noel. They all march determinedly to Kate's office, but she comes out, everyone else... But when she comes out, everyone else dissipates, leaving Frazier to argue their case alone. The discussion grows to a fierce argument, which turns suddenly, which in turn suddenly transforms into an intense mutual lust, whereupon Kate kisses Frazier passionately before throwing him out. Uh, this presents him with two problems, the guilt of having betrayed the support staff and the question of whether Kate's kiss was meaningful or just a deliberate manipulative technique. The season three summaries are like twice the length of the season two and one ones. It's a very, it's a very like thorough summary. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It's reasonable. <laughs> uh, for this episode, I'm joined by Hannah Bailey. Hannah's one of the co-hosts of the Yeah! podcast here on the Upford Network, where they talk about all things young adult literature, and is also godparent to my nice baby. Thanks He's for joining me again. such a good baby. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he is good. Uh, I was realizing you were one of the first guests I had on this show. I was, back, yeah. Uh, back in season one. I think not episode one but maybe episode two or three it was one of the first episodes it was um because we talked about disability and uh and like dating while like chronically ill or disabled it was interesting yeah yeah it was uh episode three four yeah five in fact okay episode five well there we go there we go cool well welcome back thank you Um, thank you for having me (laughs) so uh obviously we've given a bit of a spoiler to the answer to this question but i always start the show by asking my guest what their relationship with fraser is like historically um yeah so i have i have seen two episodes of fraser (laughs) i have seen this one and uh and the one that we recorded the other episode about (laughs) season one episode five yeah um and this is season three episode six all right so You'll be back for season five, episode seven, I guess. Yes. If we're continuing the yes. plus two, plus one. Yeah. Yes. We'll have to look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, well, what did you think of this one? Like, did you enjoy it? I... Did you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was so... I forgot that this show had a laugh track, and I forgot how much I hate shows with laugh tracks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Despite that... Um, I mean, it's it's a clever show. It's well it's well written. Mm. Um, I want the phrase "feminine wiles" to be relegated to the pits of hell. Yep. Um, I think that Roz doesn't understand the difference between a raise and a bonus, or the writers don't. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. Because there's a bit where she's like, I spent my raise already on these diamond earrings. And it's like, but that's not how raises work. Yeah. Like that's really. like that's like sitting down and calculating like how much more will I make In- next calendar year and then spending that amount of money. Yeah, she was acting like it was a bonus. Yeah. So 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 my my pedantic heart was uh, was riled by that. I felt that. Yeah. Um <laughs> yes, but I I thought it was an enjoyable episode overall. I mean, I liked that they were, you know, talking about unionizing mm-hmm. and um and it was charming. I I cannot, for the life of me, understand a situation in which the people who I would want to talk to about making out with somebody and being unsure um, about their affections would be my father. Um, but, you know, it's got an interesting social life. Yeah, it, it does actually say something interesting about Frasier's, like, lack of a real social circle. That, yeah. like, the people that he talks to outside of work are his father and brother and Daphne yeah like he doesn't really have and and this is true throughout the entire series really those are the only people in his life other than the people he works with yeah that's very interesting um I mean I think you find that often on shows partially because just of the limitations of Mm -hmm. cast that like people have very narrow social circles sure um and but yeah it's like really you're just gonna get into this with your dad (laughs) I mean you know I guess some people have that kind of relationship with their fathers. I don't have any, any kind of relationship with my father, but, you know, especially that. But yeah. I, I think I, you know, back when my mom and I did have, like, any kind of relationship where we talked to each other at all before mm-hmm. we were estranged, uh, I think I was, like, pretty open about my, like, love life with her. Not going into, like, graphic detail ever, obviously, but, like, you know, I would tell her, like, oh, yeah, there's this person I'm interested in. We'll see what happens. And, you know, kind of vaguely play things out like that not necessarily going into detail about my lustful encounter with my boss or anything that's a little (laughs) extreme yeah like i i definitely so i I do have a relationship with my parents and i i will tell them the people i'm dating but not in a um i just kissed this person and i don't know what it means sort of way that's that's not a parent's conversation in my books no i guess that's true Um, yeah i don't think i ever did that yeah, that's something that I would panicked Tex Teffer about. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've yeah. gotta you gotta have people you can panic text. To be fair, yeah. this was the nineties. Maybe Frazier just couldn't text people yet. Oh, true, true. Yeah. yeah. I'd also um, believe that Kelsey Grammer just doesn't know how to text. <laughs> Seems like the type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um but yeah, no, I found it to be like an engaging episode. The like scene titles are very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd also forgotten about that. Those are those are a lot of fun. There's a Facebook group that just, you know, once or twice a day posts every like scene title in order. Oh, um, interesting. So like every day you'll get kind of a here's here's this <laughs> which you know, yeah. you don't necessarily get much out of, but Mm-hmm. They're certainly nice to look at. I don't yeah, know. it's interesting. Yeah, um, I actually found the like the like sexual tension and romance charming and believable. Yeah, um, and I'm like interested to like I like no no um no, no disillusionment. I'm I'm definitely not going to go and watch <laughs> the, the next episode right. because I'm currently on a streak of binge watching Private Practice. Mm, nice. But um. <laughs> But I am I, I I am intrigued to know if they uh, if they if they make it or uh, if they just if it's all physical. Yeah, uh. yeah. I uh, I don't remember. I mean, I know that yeah. ultimately, like 
Yeah. I'm positive that they don't, but I don't know mm-hmm. how long it goes on for. I don't yeah. know how deep it gets. I um I I definitely like appreciated uh, and we were talking about this a bit while watching the episode. Mm-hmm. Right from the moment that he walks in and confronts her and says, like, what's this tension between us? Yes. Like, you know it's going to happen. But I I like the sort of build up to it. I like a a thought I had was that in seasons one and two, Frasier doesn't really have an adversary. Like, there's no one Mm -hmm. who sort of um, is his person who he, like, clashes with consistently. Mm -hmm. And they introduced Kate at the beginning of this season. And she's been so good for that because she is, like, and she points it out. She's, like, intellectually on his level or superior mm-hmm. and like shifts his like paradigm a little bit right and like mm-hmm. that's very cool that, that they've given him this character who like is a foil to him and yeah. also like because it's a new thing for him to have a foil he's like attracted to her I mm-hmm. guess yeah yeah no it's it, it, it's very the back and forth is very well done I think the only thing so I'm I'm not hundred percent sure about how I feel about this, but I think that I don't like it is that um because yeah she just has this excellent line she's like you don't like me because I'm as smart and as powerful as you and I'm a woman right and it's like I mean that's probably true but then is that kind of negated by the fact that then it's implied that actually the whole reason they're fighting is because they want to fuck right uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry am I allowed to say that word? yeah yeah, yeah you, of course yeah <laughs> yeah um, no I I I see what you mean it's. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because yeah. it's it feels. I mean, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's fun. It is very fun. Yes, but but you're right that there is something a little bit like iffy about it, almost. Yeah, well, it's kind of like. Well, I it would be interesting to see how it plays out because I mean they they don't outright say that's why we were fighting not because mm-hmm. of this but it would be interesting if they explored that more sure. because I mean both of those things can be true I think it can be true that they're attracted to each other and also that he is riled by the fact that she's a woman who's more powerful than him sure yeah yeah absolutely I mean thinking about like mm-hmm. I have certainly been attracted to people who I didn't like necessarily you mm-hmm. know and that's yeah. a question that they ask in this episode right it's like mm-hmm. uh, i think it's daphne's like but like would men want to have sex with a woman they hate like mm-hmm. just because of sex and yeah. all of them are like yeah, yeah of course yeah. of course and i thought about that and i was like i don't know i don't know if i've ever like been sexually attracted to someone that i like feel feelings of hate toward but mm-hmm. i've certainly like met people and been like i'm not like i i don't have time for this person but i'm attracted to them if that Mm. makes sense (laughs) like like where i'm kind of like oh like you know and i think that first you are attracted to Mm. them and then you get to know them and you're like okay Uh. but somewhere in the back of your mind you're like but however yeah yeah. and so i can kind of get the like you know Mm -hmm. I, i think strong feelings in any direction mixed with a physical attraction can lead to you being attracted to someone, right? Absolutely. Like, even if those strong feelings are negative, if Mm -hmm. you have negative feelings towards somebody and find them attractive, there's still some kind of passion there, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So so now what I'm thinking about is how much of a trope that this is and, like, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how I feel about it. Because it's very much a TV trope of, like... Like, the way that the bossy, strong, like, bossy in big scare quotes, strong, abrasive women gets redeemed on TV shows Mm -hmm. is the charming male protagonist having feelings for her. Right, yeah. Or or 
I guess in a similar vein, like her being revealed to be someone who feels things at all, right? Yeah, like, oh, I guess so. But like, see that 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 is like less that bothers me less because it's like yes, you're showing that she's a person with emotions, but so often it's through the lens of like, oh, this character we like likes her now, so now she's like, um, I see, humanized. Like I'm thinking of. Well, like I said, I've been binge watching Private Practice, so I'm thinking of Charlotte King from Private Practice. Um, I don't know if you've seen this show. Uh, um, I haven't. But she is she is like Ice Queen character, okay, and then starts dating like lovable pediatrician dude and right. becomes a like likable character, quote unquote. And there are there are lots of examples of that, and it's just it's interesting. Oh, does she date Paul Adelstein? Um, yeah. I would have to see the picture. It's, I don't know what the uh, actor's name is. Cooper Friedman. Yes. Yes. That's who she dates. Okay. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a very charming relationship mostly, mm-hmm. except for when he's being an ass. Right. But, um, but it, it's an interesting, like, this is the arc that powerful, abrasive women get on TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's frustrating. That's that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the the, the writers don't seem to know how to humanize them apart from romance. Romance, yeah. yeah. Which it, I wonder if it would be less annoying if it was just seeing other characters appreciate them in a non-romantic way. Yeah, like it would be interesting if you got an arc where, like, instead of her falling for Fraser, her and like Roz become friends or something. Right. Yeah. Um. It, like, humanizes them without, yeah. like, sexualizing them. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if, in this specific case, I don't know if Roz is a character that, like, the audience is invested enough in for that to make a difference in the way that it makes it with Fraser. That's fair. I don't know who any of these characters yeah, yeah. are. <laughs> I just knew that she had a name, so I had a sense that she was maybe somebody important. No, no, and, and she but, is. She yeah. is, but she's not like she's not at big. the forefront like Fraser is, right? Yeah, like it's not. She's not our hero. Yeah. So it's it's a little different, and I and I think also a thing that you might have picked up on mm-hmm. is that they like to slut shame Roz a lot in this show, which is shitty. Yeah, uh, and mm. and I think that possibly my my theory here is that if they had Roz befriend her they would just be like, oh, there's Roz with her bad judgment, blah, 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 mm. in the way that they always do, but just projecting it onto her judge of character as opposed to onto her sex drive. Yeah, which yeah. would be shitty, but I wouldn't be surprised because it was the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's. I think that's part of the problem, just thinking about that, what you were saying about her not being a major character, is just this show suffers from a lack of female characters. Yeah. And like a lack of like fleshed, interesting female characters, and mm-hmm. so part of the the antagonistic woman becomes the love interest is. I think this seems like a show that mostly the only female characters there are are love interests. Yeah, I guess to an extent, like Roz. Um, Roz is never anyone else's love interest. Okay, in main, that's great in the main cast. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I, she, I like, think that she and Fraser do hook partners. up. Okay, but but they hook up and that it's like that's the plot of that episode it's not okay. like a long arc kind of thing yeah and like nice. niles and daphne do get together eventually yeah but that i think that you're right that like any other characters who are introduced to our women tend to be someone's mm-hmm. love interest whether yeah. it's frazier's or his dad's or you know mm-hmm. and and that's shitty and especially on a show where the female leads 
have jobs that make them subservient to the male leads. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like Roz is um, Frazier's producer, so she literally works for him. And Daphne yeah. is Martin's live-in mm-hmm. caretaker. So literally, like, her job is to take care of them. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we get it. Which which is part of why I really like Kate Costas as a character. Because she yeah. flips that a little. That is really, like, that is, she is a great... It is great to have her be the boss character mm-hmm. um, and to sort of change that dynamic, even if it is a little bit tropey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it makes me think about um, yeah. how familiar are you with The Office? Um, I have seen all of it like when it was airing. Okay. Yeah. But so I am like reasonably familiar, but it's it's not recent. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So, you know, Jan. Yes. Who's Michael's boss at corporate or whatever, right? Right, 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 yes. I see that kind of relationship a little bit here where... Oh, yeah. Like, so on The Office, Steve Carell's character, Michael, um, is the like office manager. He's the big mm-hmm. shot, whatever. Uh, but he's kind of a bumbling idiot. And he, yeah. his immediate superior is a woman named Jan Levinson-Gould. Still got mm. it. I also haven't watched The Office in a while. Um, and she um, is like Kate... Mm-hmm. strong smart doesn't really put up with michael's bullshit yeah uh, and also like kate they end up hooking up mm-hmm. at some point like maybe a couple seasons in and yeah i think about that and i think about how like they stretch that plot out over like a few seasons mm-hmm. like we we get jan as a recurring character a bunch yeah um and she becomes less and less of an intimidating figure as that goes on and becomes more and more the butt of the joke mm-hmm. where i think from what I remember of Frasier, Kate, I think, is not really around much. I think okay. she's just in season three, maybe. Okay. Um, maybe she lasts a little longer, but this sort of arc is really mm-hmm. only a few episodes long. Okay. Um, and I don't, th- to the best of my knowledge, I might be proven wrong mm-hmm. in a week or two. But yeah. From what I remember, she's never, like, she's never, she never turns into the joke because of this. That's you know? good. Like, she continues to be, you know, Hard ass, hard ass. Yeah, even though she dates Fraser for a bit, that's good. Yeah, which is interesting because often when I compare Mm -hmm. this show to newer sitcoms, Mm -hmm. it's uh, not this show that comes out looking good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely like. I was thinking watching this episode. Like, there there are ways in which this show holds up. Mm -hmm. I think there are ways in which it ages, certainly. Um, but I think there are definitely ways in which it holds up. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Like it, it, and I think this is a fun episode, which yeah. helps. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I, I find I'm a lot harsher on the episodes that are like less kind of fun than yeah. this one, because <laughs> all of them have the sort of cringy moments that didn't age well. Because mm-hmm. you know, we understand that women are people now and yeah. didn't in the '90s somehow. Uh, <laughs> like every episode has those moments, mm-hmm. um, and like. Bulldog, who we didn't see a lot of in this one, but he was in a couple mm-hmm. scenes. The guy who barked at, at the dog and took the chair. And, oh, you know, okay. He he makes a little like side comment about how mm-hmm. he's got a charity event and she's not oh. much to look at. Yeah, yeah, that was shitty. Yeah, and he's gross and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you get a little bit of this in every episode, mm-hmm. but I find it a lot worse in the episodes that aren't as fun as this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> like in the episodes that aren't fun, it's like, okay, well, this was a bad episode, and also you have people saying and doing 
terrible yeah. shit. Like we're, nothing forgivable about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was I. I would say it was an enjoyable half hour of television. Yeah. Um. And one of the things, apart from that, that shitty joke about the woman that he was dating, um, one of the things that I'm sort of noticing now, reflecting, is all of. There isn't a lot of like cheap shots humor, mm-hmm. at least in this episode, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because um, I think especially older sitcoms have a tendency to rely really heavily on cheap shot, like either like cheap identity shots as humor or just like being mean to a character as humor. Sure, yeah. And, and I found that this episode was quite funny in like clever ways that weren't based on cruelty. Yeah. Um, like the op- the cold open was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cold open was very funny. <laughs> this show does um, those very well. The the cold open is this bit where he's he's talking to a woman who her problem is her husband is upset with her like ignoring him basically at restaurants and Fraser's like super distracted while he's answering the call and it's it's very well done it's yeah. very funny, um, and and Fraser's dad is great yes. um I love his little like reverse psychology bit oh. of like. Oh yeah, good thing you don't have to worry about uh, management coming after you next. That would never happen. Uh, <laughs> and then him like pulling a bunch of psychology one hundred and one stuff on Fraser to antagonize him. It Ooh. it was super fun, and I think mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely right that this episode didn't have too much of the like like picking on each other humor. Mm-hmm. The series in general does does okay. Yeah, yeah. that's that's too bad, but. <laughs> This episode didn't have a lot of it, so... Yeah. It was nice. It was a, it was yeah. a pleasant surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're nearing the end of the show, mm-hmm. and this is the point where I usually give my guests the chance to ask me any burning questions they have about Frasier. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something I'm going to know the answer to. Uh, but yeah, just anything that you wonder about about this show. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a very silly question while I attempt to think of something more substantial. We'll see if I um, we'll see if I succeed. That sounds good. Why is he named after strawberries? I'm going to tell you right now. I have never made the connection between Fraser and the French word for strawberry, phrase. Um I'm going to do a quick little etymology thing and find I'm- out. If there is, in fact, a correlation there. I think because, like, Frazier as a last name is... and Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna reveal something about myself here. I know this because of Outlander. Okay. Because Jamie Frazier and they talk about how there's, like, strawberries on their family crest and shit. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a Scottish name of French origin. Yeah. From strawberry. Interesting. Uh, I don't know why Frazier is named Frazier. That's interesting. Yeah, um, that, that. that's that's a very good question. Um, well, let me let me think about this for a second. Okay. What do we know about strawberries? They're tart. Tart, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they've got little little seeds that you don't necessarily notice. Mm-hmm. They grow in straw. I've never thought about that. Because um, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> they. Um, you know what? I, I've got a theory. Okay. Um, when you see strawberries in like desserts, mm-hmm. it's often sort of like lavish, fancier stuff. True. I'm going to guess that it might have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it also yeah. does seem like he and his brother just have like weird names. Like his brother's name's Niles, which yeah. is like a not a name. <laughs> um, I think Niles is also. <laughs> oh, Scottish? Uh, 
No, uh, what, what I was going to say is I was actually thinking about the name Niles the other day because I was thinking about how, like, every spoken language right now is, like, rooted in, like, three or four very ancient languages, yes. right? That kind of just traveled and changed and spread and mixed together. Yes. And I was thinking about how, like... Name like there are so many names that if I think about it for more than half a second are like tangentially related to the name Niles. Um, oh, so like I think about Miles. Okay, yeah. Uh, or I think about um, we know a guy named Milos. Um, oh, yeah. And there's also a Milos on Jane the Virgin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you've seen that. Uh, and I knew a guy named Nils, and I think about oh. like Niall and like. That, oh, like there was yeah. a One Direction guy named Niall. Oh uh, right, yeah. He was the blonde one, maybe. I don't remember. But I think Niall is derived from Neil. I think. Well, that's what I'm thinking. But right? Neil, Neil is also yeah. one, and then Noel, and so like there's oh, all these, yeah. and I I can't help but think Wonder. that probably those all kind of come have from a the similar same root. Um, Interesting. Apparently, Niall's is a comes from a Greek. Maybe comes from a Greek word meaning okay. victory but i don't oh, know about that um yeah i don't know interesting <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for indulging this etymological tangent of course <laughs> um i don't think i have come up with anything more substantial fair enough um i could just ask you why you like fraser i've been asking myself that question <laughs> i think um I think there's definitely a nostalgia element for me. That's fair. Um, I there's a, there's simultaneously the nostalgia of ha- it having been on when I was a kid and like yeah. enjoying it but not totally getting it then, mm-hmm. and also a nostalgia of I first like binge watched the series in my early twenties when I was like mm-hmm. I was living in an apartment that I didn't super love but had a lot of really good times in with okay. like one of my best friends Sam yeah. and we like I got the box set and we would just like binge watch it. And, okay. Um, yeah. And, and that was really like fun and, mm-hmm. and a, a cool thing for me. And it was like, yeah, it was the first time I think that I had intentionally binge watched a show that was over. Okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something kind of fun about that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I just have this, this nostalgia for it. And at the time I wasn't, you know, watching it with a critical eye at all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was able to just like really thoroughly enjoy it. That's very fair. It's, and... uh, it's gotten harder since then. I, I think <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of it that I, I think I'm also just more aware of like the problems with it now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which comes partially from watching it with the intention to analyze it and partially mm-hmm. from having done a lot of work on myself over the years yeah. and, you know, realizing what some of the problems with the world are. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I, but I think I still enjoy it for the flow of it and for the, yeah. like David Hyde Pierce who plays Niles is, is great. A treasure. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of it that I like kind of aesthetically, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily love it anymore the way that I used to mm, that's fair and to be fair that wasn't like supposed to be a judgmental question it maybe came across that oh, way no, no, no. it was yeah. um because like there are things that I love right that I like know have deeply problematic parts to them and mm-hmm. like don't super hold up but like I still treasure sure and so it's interesting to like yeah like sort of tease out like what what is it that despite the flaws mm-hmm attracts me to this this piece of media yeah absolutely i mean i think you can i think you can like something and also recognize where it 
fails, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that realistically, like, we can we can have high expectations of the mm-hmm. stuff that we consume and of the people that we, the people whose things we consume. Yeah. And, like, we can decide at any given point that, like, nope, this is too much. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> I hate to say you know cancel it but But. you know for ourselves we can say like this is you know not something I want anymore right Mm -hmm. but I think that if you I think that if your barometer for that is set too low or too high I don't know what I mean with that sentence I think if you like if your limit for something is the second something about this bothers me I'm gonna Mm -hmm. turn it off you're never gonna enjoy anything right like you have to like there's no perfect piece of media exactly (laughs) Um, and well, that's why projects like this are interesting because you don't like, you don't do something like this and like tear something apart unless you love it. Right. Um, like I was thinking, I've been, I've been listening to a new, uh, Harry Potter reread podcast lately mm-hmm. and they were talking about that because they were like, people might think that we hate Harry Potter <laughs> listening to this, but like you don't do something like this unless mm-hmm. you love the thing and like right. in a way, like holding it to a- account is an act of love. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it's interesting. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, well, I think about yeah. it as like in any relationship, right? Like a good, a good, a good relationship with a person even is one where you love the person enough to like recognize when something isn't working. Yeah. And like talk about it and say like, Hey, this isn't working or I've noticed this about you and you seem off as a result of mm-hmm. it. Like, let's figure it out, you know? Yeah. And, and, if you just want to have uncomplicated relationships with things, that's what HGTV is for. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have uh, no issues with flip or flop, for instance. (laughs) Fair. Cool. Well, thank you. This was really great. You're welcome. Yeah, this is fun. I'll, uh, See you on season five, episode seven. (laughs) I'm going to write that down just real quick. Five, seven, Hannah Bailey. There you go. Uh, Because I have to keep that joke going now. Yeah, it's very important. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of the show for this week. If you liked it, uh, share it. I I got so used to telling people to go to Patreon, but I Mm. got rid of the Patreon for this because I just didn't feel like updating it. You know when you've got like too many things going on and there's one that you're like, you know, if I just scrap that one thing. Everything will be easier. Yeah. 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 I feel this (laughs) deeply. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like this, share it. Um, Leave a comment or something. Tell me. Tell me you like it. Or uh, leave a rating interview on your podcatcher of choice, which actually is the best way for the show to grow. Uh, Do you want to play anything while you're here? Uh, You can listen to the podcast that I co-host, the Yeah Podcast. Um, We have an episode coming out this week about the... Uh, book and Netflix movie Let It Snow and we get real angry and it's real fun. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to that because I liked the movie a lot and I'm I'm sure that if I had been like paying attention I mean it's mm-hmm. like what we were just talking about like oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know I actually so I had the the experience when we were recording the show that like uh, the other two hosts, Kenny and Heifer, brought up things that I um, like agreed with but hadn't really thought of when I was watching it. I watched mm-hmm. the movie with a friend right. and mostly just like enjoyed and made fun of it sure yeah Yeah, i'm interested to hear what you guys thought about it because i Mm -hmm. i just kind of like casually enjoyed it yeah and was like willing i'm willing to believe there were a bunch of problems with it yeah but the cast was really fun the cast was very fun yeah like i love kiernan shipka i love liv hewson and i love Mm -hmm. um 
Spider-Man's friend, whose name I don't know, but I remember him from the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> um, he's the DJ in this. Um, oh, yeah. No, he's great. Yeah. 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 yeah it was a good cast. God, um, I really hope that, that one day I know him as something more than Spider-Man's friend. But you know what? I'm just going to own that. Sometimes you will learn his name. Yeah. It's fine. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Yeah. Well, check out the Yeah podcast. It's uh, it's a mm-hmm. fun one. I, I Is that episode coming out? On... that'll be coming out on monday okay cool yeah. so that should be out by the time this is out then cool yeah uh, and if it's not it'll be out in like three days so keep an eye out yeah <laughs> sweet <laughs> uh great you can follow me on twitter at tom Zalatni. are you still at the balesosaurus at the balesosaurus that awesome. is correct <laughs> uh special thanks to crackers and jam for letting us use the song wavos of uh, oh god i'm gonna start that over i'm so tired Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us do their song Wavos as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Tunzel Latni, for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. This is Tom Latni wishing you all good mental health. The least you could do is listen. Find out if you're missing. What could you say to a stranger today to get them on your side? Everything you do is what you choose to show the world But you are more than that We need to record a new ad for Up for Discussion. What should we tell people? Tell them we're an emotionally honest comedy podcast. Great! What does that mean? It means we're not afraid to get vulnerable, explore the human side of comedy, and try to become better people along the way. And we make poop jokes. So many poop jokes. With tons of awesome guests like Hank Green, Carrie Poppy, and Cecil Baldwin. Yeah, and poop jokes. The Up for Discussion podcast, available on the Upford Network and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Oh, hi. Um, can you wait on it? Oh, sh- God damn. I'm gonna say that again. Hi, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna wash my hands here. Uh, I know what you're wondering. What are you doing in my bathroom? Well, this is very easy to explain. Hold hold on. Let me, let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh... I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh, interviews, and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye.